0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins, minister with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ here in Omaha, Nebraska, and we welcome you to Search the Scriptures. We appreciate you tuning in to Search the Scriptures. We hope that you are doing so every day at this time. And we hope that you are being motivated, at least greatly, because you are realizing that you're actually learning the Bible on this radio program. We strive to do exactly as the name Search the Scriptures suggests, We get into God's word, we dig beneath the surface, look at it in depth and in detail, and yet we strive to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your personal life. We want you to do more, though, than just listen to a radio program. We'd love to send you a free Bible study through the regular mail. We send it all over this area and across the country, literally. And when we say free, we mean exactly that. We'll even pay the postage both ways. Why don't you have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready? We'll give you all of the information how you can receive that free Bible study at the end of the program today. We'd also love to have you come and worship with us and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. If you want to find a church that teaches the Bible, we want to encourage you to come and worship and study with us. Now, you're not going to find a band. You're not going to find a theatrical production. You're going to find a church that simply strives to be that church that we all read about in the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less. So have that pencil or pen and piece of paper ready. We'll give you the times of our services and the address of our church building at the end of the program today. We hope to see you soon. It is good to be here with our listeners today and also with Dennis Stackhouse.
1: Well, thank you, Gary. As always, it's a great pleasure to be here and really glad to welcome Dwayne Kennedy back to the program with us. He's had a a little difficulty getting with us due due to scheduling difficulties, but so good to have him with us again.
2: It's always a privilege to be on the program. Thank you, Dennis, to be here with you and to be here with you, Gary. And Scheduling is tough sometimes, but I always make it back.
0: <laughs> and we're glad you, we miss you when you're not here, brother. That's and, right. Uh, um, Dennis and I have been going through this particular study we're for uh, oh, quite a few lessons now, or programs, and we, you know, uh, have gotten pretty deep into this particular. Uh, study about Christ being God the Son, being God come to this earth, uh, being our Lord and our Savior, the only pathway to God the Father for us, and um, really been a a pretty in-depth study.
1: Really has been.
0: Now, we have been focusing, Duane, on the last uh, couple of programs on the difference between just knowing about Christ and knowing Christ.
2: There is a big difference.
0: There really is. There really is, and uh, we're glad you're here to straighten us all out. <laughs> 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 now, there really is a big difference. We, Dennis, we we looked in John chapter 17, the first three verses. And we spent some time last program, uh, really, kind of taking that apart a little bit there and putting it back together to understand. Where Jesus was praying on that night of his betrayal that, uh, and and probably praying specifically for the apostles in that particular part of the text, but certainly in a more general way the application could be made to all of his followers for all time, that they would know God and that they would know Christ.
1: Yes, that was the main thing to draw out of that passage, Gary, the what you're speaking about here, the difference between just knowing about Christ and really knowing Christ and evidencing that in the life that's
0: lived. That's correct. Now, we really spent the bulk of our time in our last program trying to analyze Paul's statements in Philippians chapter 3 and verses 7 through 11. And we we looked at that in, in a lot of depth and detail. And there, Paul talks about how he, and, and we didn't take the time to go back and read the first part of that chapter, the first six verses, but in that particular part of the chapter, he talks about his credentials as a Jew.
1: Yes, he does.
0: And they were impressive credentials, weren't they?
1: Oh, very impressive. It, uh, as we said in our last program, I believe, he probably would have stood head and shoulders among, or above rather, many of his contemporaries.
0: Yes, and yet he says in verse 7, but all, but whatever things were gained to me, I've counted loss for Christ. And so he said, I've, I've, I've turned away from those things, or not, not turned away, I've turned my back on them as having any real significance or importance in comparison to my being in Christ. And he goes through there in that particular text, verses 7 through 11, and he talks about Having knowledge of Christ. And then he, at, at toward the end in verse 10, I believe it is, he says, you know, I've, I've turned from all of these things. I've left them behind me. He says, I count them as rubbish. Mm-hmm. The King James Version, I believe, says dung. Mm-hmm. You know, in other words, he said, they're just refuse. They're no not important to me anymore that I may know Christ. Mm-hmm. Know Christ. Now, he wasn't talking about just knowing about Christ, but the, he, he might come into that personal relationship with his Lord and Savior wherein he found salvation.
1: That's right. A, a tremendous, tremendous change he made
0: in his life. And then you... Mentioned and, and, and uh, talked about the passage that he wrote to the Galatians in Galatians 2 and verse 20 where he says I'm no, it is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh I live by faith in the Son of God. And, and we made the point that because of what he talked about having done in Philippians 3 verses 7 through 11 turned away from or left behind him And from the Jewish mindset, they would have said, well, you threw all that away. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: All of those credentials, all of that pedigree, Mm -hmm. your lineage, you threw it away when you became a Christian. And I think perhaps he's alluding to that to some extent in what he says there. But because of what he says there, I think that was a great deal, had a great deal to do with him being able to write what he wrote in Galatians 2 and verse 20. I'm crucified with Christ. Yes. Now, so there's a difference between knowing about Christ and knowing Christ. Now, Dwayne, how about reading for us Ephesians chapter 4, verses 13 through 16.
2: Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to the perfect man, to... The measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things in him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effect of working by which every part does its share causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love.
0: Now, Dwayne, Paul writes here, and he's writing to the church at Ephesus, and he's talking about coming, in fact, he says, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. Now, I don't think he's talking about, again, just an intellectual understanding here.
2: Right.
0: He goes on and says, To a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness in Christ, or of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, and in the cunning craftiness and deceitful plottings, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is head, Christ. So he's talking about coming to a point of spiritual maturity here, isn't he?
2: That's right, Gary. An involvement uh, which, at some point, starts, and our knowledge, and as our knowledge increases, our involvement increases. And as I was listening to you and to Dennis talking about your review and your comments from the program last week, you know, I, I couldn't help but think to myself: is it's it's one thing to know, but to know someone or to be known by them involves, as you mentioned, a relationship. It involves time spent doing things together. The Apostle Paul talked about having been crucified with Christ. This was something that he did with Christ, and because of that, he knew God. In the same way, we grow, as this passage talks about here, the Apostle Paul also being the writer. We grow, we mature. By involvement with Christ and His work and with
0: one another. Very well put. Very well put. And as we grow individually as Christians, then verse 16 talks about the body grows. The last part of the verse says, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. Now, that body is the church, isn't it, Dennis?
1: That's right, Gary. It is the
0: church. And so as the members, the individual Christians who make up the church grow spiritually, then the church grows spiritually, because the church is the members who make it up. It's not the four walls or the building in which the church may meet. That's an edifice. That's a building. That's a facility. The church is the members Mm -hmm. who make it up. Right. The individual Christians who come together as that congregation, that's the church. Mm-hmm. And so as those Christians grow spiritually in Christ, then the church grows spiritually. That's right. And the church needs to grow spiritually, doesn't it? Yes, it does. All the time. And all Christians individually need to grow spiritually. That's what he's talking about here by growing up. And and I appreciate you talking about, uh, Duane, about being involved with christ not just wearing a name Mm -hmm. not just carrying an identity but actually being involved with christ now how can we be involved with christ except by being active in serving him and living by his teachings
2: go
1: ahead dennis Uh, i was just going to say that i don't see any other way to do it gary Uh, Just that simply.
2: It begins with our participation in his death, burial, and resurrection Mm -hmm. at baptism. Mm -hmm. That's when we, well, we, of course, come into a knowledge of him by studying his word, which teaches us to be baptized for the remission of sin. But it doesn't stop there. It's our involvement with one another. It's our involvement individually, as you've already mentioned, in the work of God Mm -hmm. with every opportunity that we have in learning of Christ and imitating him. We are with him, we are like him. We do share in his ministry and we speak to him in our prayers. We praise him in our singing. We involve ourselves with one another as his children and we come into an increasing knowledge of him that way.
0: And as we live by his teachings, we are in a very active and realistic way walking with him, aren't we? That's right. Yes. Walking with him. Uh, in fact, there's no way to walk with Christ without walking by His teachings. Mm-hmm. There are some people who want to separate the two and say, you know, you got a relationship with your Savior, and then that other stuff—that's doctrine. You can't have you can't have Christ without His doctrine, without His teachings. Right. Now, so we learn about Him. You know, I might. I might hear about somebody, maybe even somebody famous, but I've just known about them at that point. If I get to know them personally and develop a relationship with them, now I know them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's, that's, I think, very well put when you were talking about developing that relationship with Christ, Dwayne.
2: You know, Dennis and Gary, we are always inviting our listeners to come and be with us. And one of the ways for them to know God, I believe, you know, they can listen to our program and we can study together and they can know a lot about Christ just from our study. But in order to fully experience Christ is to come and be among his people. And that's the reason that we invite our listeners to come, isn't it?
0: That's correct. Mm -hmm. And and again, there's no way to really know Christ without coming into Christ. And as you alluded to earlier, Dwayne, in Romans chapter 6, verses 3 through 5, that tells us how we come into Christ. We're baptized into him. And in fact, we take part in his death there, in that baptism, and his burial, and his resurrection. Paul lays it out in a beautiful illustration there. really does. Yes, he does. So there's no way to really have that relationship with Christ except to really learn of him and come to him and walk by his will, which is communicated to us through his word. Now let's turn to 1 John chapter 2 and let's read verses 3 through 6 there, Dennis.
1: Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked.
0: Are you sure you read that right, (laughs) Dennis?
1: Well, I believe I did.
0: Those are the very words of Scripture there? Uh, They are in this particular Bible that I'm holding, Gary, yes. My word. You know, that is so counter to what so many people, in fact, perhaps most people, believe. Uh, Yeah, that's right. They think you can have this relationship with Christ and with God without really having to pay that much attention to living by their teachings. No. Fact, a lot of people might say it's incidental.
1: It really goes back to what you were just saying, that there's no way you can separate really knowing Christ and living according to his teachings.
0: The two go together. They go together. No way to separate them. No. Dwayne, did you have something you wanted to say?
2: Well, I was just pondering what Dennis said and agreeing in thought, you know, with him. In order for us to know Christ, we, we really need to spend time in His Word and continue in studies like this one.
0: Yeah, Just look at how clearly and directly, forthrightly that is put there. By this we know that we know Him. Now, now, what is the point of this particular study again? This portion of this study about Christ, the difference between knowing about Christ and actually knowing Christ. By this we know that we know Him. All right, John, tell us, what is it? If we keep his commandments. That's right. <laughs> Man, what a bummer. John, <laughs> think of something else here. We want feelings to be there. We want verbal commitment to suffice. John says, by this we can know that we know him, that we really know him. How, John? By keeping his commandments. Now, he's not talking there about the Ten Commandments either. No. No. Now, that might be part of it, but the only a part. He's talking about the teachings of Christ. He's talking about keeping all the commandments that he instructed. In fact, he goes on. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him." Boy, that he is. John needs a crash course.
2: (laughs) In political correctness. Political correctness.
0: (laughs) And in how to get along with people. We need a.
2: Crash course in listening to the truth, brother. Boy, we do in listening to the truth.
0: You're exactly right. He goes on and says, and "Notice now, he, he he uses a different word here than commandments." He goes on and says, "Whoever keeps his word." Now remember that Jesus said back in John chapter twelve and verse forty-eight, "Whoever uh, you know, whoever does not keep my word." Or words, might even be plural there, has one that, command, uh, one that judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. That's right. See, we're not talking here about just the Ten Commandments. We're talking about all of the words of Christ. We're talking about all of his teachings. Whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. And this we know, by this, by this we know that we are in him. Again, I just think John missed a class there somewhere, didn't he? He had to have. He just would not make it even – I'm not talking about in today's politically correct society. He wouldn't make it, brothers, in a lot of the Christian world today, quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. Yes,
1: that's right. Very direct, very to the point, did not pull any punches in what he said. He made it just as – as crystal clear as it could possibly be.
0: We have to know the teachings of Christ and live by those teachings in order to really know Christ. That's right. That's what John's saying. Mm -hmm. That's what he's saying. In verse 6, he says, He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. To walk just as he walked, and how can we do that except by walking by his teachings? That's right. His instructions, That's his doctrine—that's the way we walk, just as he walked. Well, let's turn to Second John. Maybe John learned as he wrote. Maybe he <laughs> mellowed a little bit as he went along, you know, and uh, maybe he changed his tone just a touch. Second John. Verses 9 through 11. Only one chapter in Second John. How about reading that, Dwayne?
2: Whoever transgresses and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ does not have God. He who abides in the doctrine of Christ have, has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, do not receive him into your house nor greet him. For he who greets him shares
0: in his evil deeds. He didn't mellow. No, he got worse. Right? No. <laughs> he didn't change his tone, no, did he? not, not about it. He's saying exactly the same thing. Whoever transgresses and does not abide in, now to abide is to live in, and obviously to live in is to live by, the doctrine of Christ. Now we know, referring back to 1 John chapter 2 where we just read, the doctrine of Christ is, includes all of the teachings of Christ. It includes all the words of Christ. Whoever does not abide in, does not live by those teachings, does not have God. This guy is about as dogmatic as he can get, isn't he? (laughs) That's really the case. Now, there would be all kinds of, let me tell you, there'd be all kinds of quote-unquote Christian pastors taking him to task today. I just don't think he really I don't think he really meant what he said there, what he wrote. Yeah, I just don't know where he's coming from. Maybe he has a bad day. He's narrow-minded. He takes a different view of things than what most of us do. No, he's writing the word of God, isn't he?
2: That's right.
0: That's inspired scripture. Mm-hmm. Whoever does not live by the doctrine of Christ does not have God. Now, so emphatic is he on this point that in verses 10 and 11 he says anybody comes to you and brings some other doctrine, some other teaching, Boy, do not receive him into your house nor greet him. Now, I suspect that what he means by greeting him there is giving him any kind of encouraging greeting that might send him on his way saying, Well, good luck, you know. You know. Uh, I, you're not supposed to encourage him at all in his false doctrine. That's right. Now this also teaches us, brothers, that that there is true doctrine and there is false doctrine. That's right.
2: And we need to be plain about that and forthright. We can't hide that. There's truth, and then there's false. There's There's no middle
0: ground. And and we need to know the truth because what did Jesus himself say in John chapter 8 and verses 31
1: and 32? He indicated that the truth is what will make us free. That's
0: correct. And he also said there, if you abide in my teachings... Or in my word, you are my disciples. You are my disciples indeed. indeed. Mm-hmm. John wrote that down again, didn't he? John yeah, wrote it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: so well, what if somebody says, but I love Jesus and he knows I love him? And I, I can't help but think about how God defines love as what we have been talking about. And this is from John again. He says in John chapter 14, beginning at verse 23, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him.
0: Now, Jesus is speaking there. Exactly. Jesus is speaking. In the 15th verse of that 14th chapter, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments That's right. again. And Jesus said what we referred to earlier in John 8, verses 31 and 32. See, this is not John's word here. Right. Any of this that we've read, this is God's word. John was simply the penman who was being guided to write what he wrote by God through the Holy Spirit. So this is God's word on the matter. To really know Christ, we have to know his teachings and not just intellectually, but we have to live by those teachings. We'll stop here and continue with this study next time. If you'd like to study these matters more fully, Write from the Bible, in the privacy of your own home, then contact us and request that free Bible study that we talked about earlier. You can receive it simply by writing to us at Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska 68164. Sunny Slope Church of Christ, 3606 North 108th Street, Omaha, Nebraska 68164. You can phone us at 402-498-8397. 402-498-8397. You can email us at Sunnyslope, all one word, S-U-N-N-Y-S-L-O-P-E, at Church of Christ, again, all one word, sunnyslope at ChurchofChrist.com. You can visit us on the web at www.ChurchofChrist.com www.churchofchrist.com. Click in the email link, and you can make your request that way. And again, this study is absolutely free. We'll even pay the postage both ways. You can also receive a copy of today's lesson on CD, also for free, and again, we'll pay the postage. Now, we'd love to have you do more, though, than just listen to this program, and even to receive that Bible study. We'd love to have you come and worship and study and grow spiritually with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. We'd love to meet you and get let you get to meet us. And observe a church that is simply trying to be the church of the Bible. Nothing more, nothing less. A church where you can really come and learn God's Word. Bible classes begin every Sunday morning at 9.30. Classes for virtually all ages. And all ages really do study the Bible followed by worship at 10.30 each Sunday morning. Sunday evening worship begins at 6 o'clock each Sunday evening. And right in the middle of the week, a good time to stop and get your spiritual batteries recharged in the midst of all the busyness of what we do every week, midweek Bible classes every Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock. You're always welcome to any and all of our regular services. We hope to see you soon. Until then, read your Bible. And may God guide you and bless you as you study his word.